Hey you cool, cool alley cats, welcome to the Trigger Warning. Here at Queer Pressure Podcast, we like to give you a heads up for what's coming so that you can decide for yourself if you'd like to listen. In this episode, there will be mentions of Harvey Weinstein, assault, infidelity, slut-shaming, appropriation, and we may have done a little bit of shit-talking about heterosexuality. Whoopsie! If that's all okay with you, grab a snack and enjoy episode 8, in defense of Kristen Stewart. I'm Maddie Gray. And I am Katherine Johnson, and you are listening to Queer Pressure Podcast. We are so glad you've decided to join us. Queer Pressure Podcast is a critical exploration of queerness in media as an act of radical self-love in a world where self-love is the only kind of love you're probably getting at the moment. Our favorite morning segment that we always start with, my thoughts about Attack on Titan. Catherine, no, so, no, that's not our first. Here's The problem Ta- is that no. I finally got to the end of it, of like the everything they have for the manga because i was like this is a great thing to get really into right now (laughs) because if anything hasn't been stalled during the pandemic it's writing manga no it is fucking stalled due to covid and we're like a few chapters from the end of the whole fucking thing and it's all i can fucking think about and so to distract myself i started watching the masked singer because i thought (laughs) that it was over i was like oh i can just binge this in one night and no it's still ongoing so now i'm suddenly like watching the masked singer every week that is it your new favorite show is my favorite show of all time that's for certain oh boy i think that the turtle is adam lambert (laughs) i have got to know who the kitty is what are you actually drinking this afternoon catherine uh (laughs) i'm having a red bull oh boy that's exciting i haven't had a red bull since i've had a job (laughs) so six weeks how's it treating you not well at all oh my god it doesn't taste good oof Maybe put it down and trade it in for some water or something. What the fuck are you? You Why said you it hurt your that? tummy. I'm trying to help you. I'm so sweepy. I had to wake up this morning and I've been sweepy ever since. So I was like, Aww. I'm going to crack open that Red Bull that I had the audacity to buy at Fred Meyer this weekend. I'm drinking seltzer water and wine. A Keep spritzer. in mind these two. No, not together. One sip of each. And you're sloshing around inside your mouth hole. Still a spritzer. Catherine. What? Uh, Can you see in the script what it says right after? What are you drinking? It's probably going to say something about like, I win because I wrote that uh, Kristen Stewart's my girlfriend. No, no, it's not that. Oh, Though we have says, been arguing about who's We haven't cr- been arguing. I've been <laughs> explaining <laughs> the reality to you. Um, it says new segment. Yes, uh, I have a new segment to propose. Okay, this so, will come to a vote, and the other two people who get a vote in it, besides you, are me and my cat. So here's my proposed new segment. As we all know, we're in pandemic mode. We're not getting dressed in the morning necessarily. We're not putting on makeup. So here's my question. Ready? Mm-hmm. What are you wearing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best for this because I've honestly been acting like normal <laughs> more than really? most people yeah what are you wearing today i'm i'm wearing uh my favorite black jumpsuit i am wearing an ash ketchum hat okay a t-shirt an ash ketchum shirt over my t-shirt and some joggers so i look like ash ketchum i'm gonna guess you've dressed like ash ketchum all that would be a good guess 
Cool. I feel like I've been set up. Where's the complaint jar? I just figured you would be in your robe or something funny, and you're not. And I'm I hate not you for it. because I'm the Quarren Queen and I don't dress stupid like everyone else. I typically no, wear like, normal clothes every day. Yes. Well, that's good for you. I do not. Most of the time I'm wearing some sort of version of pajamas. I wear pajamas in the morning and at night. I don't think most people are changing in the day. Really? No, I have to put on like clothes to do tasks. Anyways, um, Attack on Titan. How about instead we talk about Dame Kristen Stewart? Yeah, who are we? What is the podcast this week, Madison? In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about... Queer icon, Kristen Stewart. Queerston Stewart, is that what you said? Queerston Stewart. Who's that? So Kristen Stewart really jettisoned to fame with the Twilight series where she played Bella Swan in the movies. And I remember when those movies were coming out, I, I didn't like the series. I had a friend who was like, well, you can't knock it till you try it. So I read it I and I was like, no, I still hate it. That was the tagline of Twilight. Yeah. For sure. That was like everyone's elevator pitch instead of saying like, oh, well, this guy, this guy. Like everyone's favorite thing to say about Twilight was, well, don't knock it until you try it. And then I tried it and I was like, this is that good, good vampire shit. And um, <laughs> I got <laughs> halfway through book four and went, oh, this is bad. And uh, <laughs> took then, you four books. <laughs> it took me four books. Then... I was one of the, like, anti-Twilight girls where I was walking around like, Harry Potter's so much better. There's character development. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a fan of the books still, (laughs) but... No, they're still bad. But man, has my mind changed about Kristen Stewart. So I totally um, resented the series, and so I therefore resented the lead female. Because, you know, society tells you to hate all of your fellow women. We Well... I also hated Taylor Lautner. The only one yeah. who escaped vitriol was uh, R. Pats because of... Robert Pattinson. Everyone knows who R. Pats is because of his uh, Harry Potter era. Cedric Diggory. That's my boy! That's my boy! <laughs> He's in what, like a whole two minutes of Harry Potter? I think so, yeah. And we were like, he was Harry Potter first. He managed to make everything in that movie that he said completely awkward yeah so oh okay like so when he tells harry to open the egg in the bath harry you should take your clothes off like that's what he says to <laughs> he, he basically <laughs> is like you should go to the prefect's bathroom and get naked with your naked with your, with your egg, egg man <laughs> maybe you'll have some some ideas about the uh the, the voldemort harry have you um uh 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 have you taken a naked bath have you have you have you okay, tried you it? Have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a port key. Oh no! <laughs> Kill despair. Uh, that was the entire plot of the fourth Harry Potter film. Just so we're all on the same page. So like, yeah, so yeah. literally, that's all you see of him. And we were still just like, no, he's way more Harry Potter than Twilight. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. No, though. So when the later movies were coming out, there were rumors swirling around that like Kristen Stewart and Ro- Robert Pattinson both didn't actually like the story of Twilight. So I No they, shit. In, yeah, no kidding. They're both literary snobs, which yeah, is they're, fine they're by both me. Snobs. 
yeah. So that kind of endeared me to Kristen just a little bit more. But then later um, in her career, she there was an, a scandal where it came out that Kristen Stewart was having an affair with the director of a movie she was in called Snow White and the Huntsman. Snow White and the Huntsman. Which was directed by Rupert Sanders. And once again, I was like, oh, what a slut. I don't like her anymore. Yeah, she cheated on our pats. She cheated on our Harry Potter boy. And he said wiggly. And I'll stand by that. I just don't think she's good in Twilight. Well, here's the thing. I I agree. But having seen her act since then, I don't think that that was her doing. I think that she was given a bad script. We're probably going to mention this a lot. On our other podcast about like a little over a year ago, we did Twilight. We watched all four movies, I think twice. We were astounded by the terrible acting and... We both were, we were all like, it's weird because we now know that Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are good actors, but they're mm-hmm. both so terrible in this movie. And she was an excellent actress before Twilight. Yeah, she was. She was in Panic Room and she was very good. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that was her fault, that she was bad in Twilight. Oh, I just don't even think of Twilight as like a real thing. I'm not, I don't even think it should be something like on, or it's like, well, she was bad in Twilight. It's like, of course she was bad in Twilight. Everyone Who was bad in wasn't? Twilight. Who wasn't? Everyone was bad in Twilight. Twilight's a bad movie, but it's so fun. It's, I think it's a crime against humanity that Twilight isn't held to the same standards that we hold like the room movies like that. <laughs> because I'm not saying it's up to that level of weirdness, right. but that people take it so seriously and they're like, no, I'm not going to spend... <laughs> it's beneath me. That sort of, like, snobbery is like, you- no, you need to watch Twilight. It is hilariously awful. His fucking face when she walks in front of the fan and he smells her <laughs> for the first time <laughs> is the greatest scene in any movie ever. I do remember, like, pausing and rewatching that moment. We had a drinking game and it was just any... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. It started with anytime Edward does something weird because Jacob was normal for a while, and then he, Edward came back, and somehow that turned Jacob weird, and they both just had like mannerisms that humans don't have and would say things <laughs> that humans don't. I suppose they weren't human. But the first five minutes of Twilight are actually pretty fun. When I was rewatching it for the first time in years and years and years, and I wasn't even thinking about the vampire plot that was about to happen, I was like, Bella's kind of cool. She's just like this Arizona chick. She's holding a cactus and like she's pretty stoked about her truck. And I think a lot of that has to do with the inherent cool chick like ability of Kristen Stewart. Yes. That clashed horribly with the Twilight movies because she's supposed to be like girl next door. Yep, 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 yep. But I think there is something, an inherent cool chick in her that you could sense even then, even when she looked like, you know, Mary Sue. Had you ever seen Kristen Stewart in anything else before? Before this? No, but I have now watched a lot. Did you see days. the 13th year on Disney Channel original movies? Oh, yes. Movies? I had seen her in the 13th year. <laughs> I mean, she's she's like a bit part, not even a bit part, just like she's an extra that's not even credited in the movie, but her mom was a script supervisor on it. Yeah. Um, they're all waiting in line at the drinking fountain and she leans out. That's all that happens. But that was her first movie. Because I'm not convinced she really wants to be an actress. I think she's a really good actress, but I'm not convinced that's really what she wants to do. It's her whole family's in show business, specifically mm-hmm. movies. 
and uh, she just liked the energy and the only way for a child to be on set is as an actor. And she's since become a director as well. She's been directing like shorts Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be the end of this year was her like directorial feature debut that she was going to write. But um, I have my thumb very heavily on all of the forums about what's going on trying to reopen my job. The film industry. (laughs) And that ain't happening this year. Yeah. I'm not saying we're not reopening this year. I'm saying people who were supposed to be making their directorial (laughs) debuts at the end of this year are not going to be making their directorial debuts at the end of this year. No, no, no. Last week, I lost my mind. Remember? Do you remember last week Uh, when I lost my mind? At which Uh, point? Which time? (laughs) Last week when we did Sherlock. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes, I do remember that. That was very fun. Yeah, I've had a penchant so far in this podcast for like, finding something weird that makes me mad and then just like researching that for like 12 hours and then screaming about it for the whole podcast (laughs) so this week i did like no fucking research into kristen stewart i just had a movie marathon that's actually works out perfect because i did a shit ton of research and didn't watch anything she was in i watched personal shopper the clouds of sills maria lizzie uh the runaways charlie's angels certain women and camp x-ray and what did you think of her performances well see like i knew you were gonna say that and i was like i'm not even gonna answer it's very different in each movie well that's, that's fair. like six about, movies uh, let, me, let me rephrase let me rephrase what stuck out to you about her performances they're different in each movie okay let me rephrase let me rephrase let me rephrase how much do you love Kristen stewart i don't love her i don't know her I think she's a pretty rad girl. Yeah. I think she's a cool chick. Yeah, she would be awesome to hang out with, I think. And date. If only. Is this whole podcast episode going to be like us drooling over Kristen Stewart? Maybe? Maybe? No, no. Because the thing I was going to say is that lately I've had this like... I've been so fucking annoyed of people being thirsty for each other. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't. I think it's just kind of like the state of the pandemic that mm-hmm. so many conversations I'm having with people are about them like thirsting for people, and I'm really bored of it. <laughs> I'm just like, why yeah. can't you just? Why can't we talk about movies and poetry and things other than your libido? And libido, yeah. Yep. Why is every conversation for always fishing. libido? Yeah. I was like, this is a bad time to be doing the Kristen Stewart episode because I'm so annoyed of people like talking about their crushes. Uh oh. Speaking of libido, uh Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson really did date. Um they were extremely private Supposedly, about the relationship. Really no, they did definitely did. I know. Did. I know. They definitely did. Can, but instead of Devil's Advocate this episode, can I be the voice of Tumblr? Yes, work. Perfect. <laughs> So they were super, super private about their relationship, especially the first time they were together. Um, they were together for like four years and they never officially confirmed that they were together. Did they really not? No, they never officially confirmed it. Like people kept saying like, you guys are together, right? And they'd just be like, <sighs> like they made a decision together to be very, very private. And I listened to a lot of interviews where she was like, I just wanted that to be mine. No, we uh, want it. <laughs> we want it. And, and it got really used by the franchise. Um, mm-hmm. It was another press thing that they could put out to market to the young kids. That's why I never believed it was real until it had been mm-hmm. years and she still claimed, you know, still says, you know, like, oh, my ex-boyfriend, Robert. And I'm like, okay, maybe he, they really did date. 
Uh, and then Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart broke up after pictures were taken of Kristen having a quote-unquote affair with her director at the time, Rupert Sanders. Which I know you have many things to say about. I have so much to say about this, Catherine. It before before we jump like right into that, just so this is more, there's some context to the podcast. So where we are in young Kristen's life, she's just beginning her career. She's just, she's finally now an A-list actor when she thought Twilight was just going to be a one-off thing. She's big, boom, biggest girl in the world. And everyone thinks she's like girl next door, dumb twilight girl but actually she's pretty cool but then this happens so she gets cast in a movie called snow white and the huntsman while this is filming she it's unclear about the exact timeline but she has a quote-unquote affair with rupert sanders um who is a 41 year old director and who is married to supermodel liberty ross the muffin man so right after the photos leak Kristen, who has always been extremely private about her personal life um, issues this public apology she says i'm deeply sorry for the hurt and embarrassment i've caused to those close to me and everyone this is affected this momentary indiscretion has jeopardized the most important thing in my life the person i love and respect the most rob i love him i love him i'm so sorry And she actually steps out in front of this before Rupert Sanders does. And this is the first public acknowledgement that she and Robert Pattinson are together and that she's fucked it up. But everyone knew they were together before that. But this was her first public acknowledgement of it? Yep. That's wild because when that happened, I like for sure, like everyone knew that they were together. Everyone knew. She cheated on Robert Pattinson. Like... The Twilight franchise was using their relationship for marketing. Like, everybody knew. In fact, a lot of people suspected it was fake. Yeah, like me. But... I thought it was, like, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Yeah. Like, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. She, like, made a point to never confirm it with any reporters or paparazzi or anything. So... After this happens, the fans of Twilight get so fucking outraged for breaking up this like fairy tale romance they've built up in their heads and for breaking Robert Pattinson's heart cuz i think no one ever really liked Bella and this is just twilight is meant to be like wish fulfillment like bella's a big bunch of nothing it's just yeah. she's just someone that you can put yourself into when you're reading yep. it uh so i think this is was just kind of like permission to be like take bella, bella down yes yeah. Um, So the backlash to her was extreme, not only from her franchise, but from all of Hollywood. Like people started calling her a homewrecker and a cheater. And like Donald Trump tweeted several times telling Robert Pattinson to kick her to the curb. And uh, he was on Jon Stewart's The Daily Show and he told him to kick her to the curb. And like it was just absurd how much the media suddenly hated this girl who was 22 years old caught kissing her director Rupert Sanders now I kind of want to talk about the power dynamic between these two people when this was happening because I I don't know I have a personal theory and maybe it's out of line but I think that that definitely played a role in it we know for a fact that these types of things happen a lot in this industry um, Harvey Weinstein is a very good example. 
I'm not saying that this was an assault thing. I Okay. I'm saying that the t- power dynamics made it iffy. Yeah, but I still say that's many steps away from like quite the I'm, insinuation I think you're right. going for. I, I don't want to liken this to Harvey Weinstein or anything on that level, but I would say absolutely in a situation where someone's like 41 dating a 22-year-old and then she's the one who has her career torn apart. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I don't want to go as far as to say like he was manipulating her, but there's always some weirdness in those situations because that's an adult fucking man who knows what he's doing where a 22-year-old doesn't. So mm-hmm. there should be a lot more blame on him, which obviously there wasn't. Where this was, I was like, yeah. I don't even remember his name. So. Yeah, I didn't remember his name either. I just knew it was the director of Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked into it, personal to this person, but Liberty Ross, who was Rupert Sanders' wife at the time, was in the movie as a small part. And when when she found out, which was right before the pictures leaked, she tweeted out nothing but wow. <laughs> And then after the photos did come out, she shared them on Instagram and Twitter with this like picture of Snow White drinking from a liquor bottle and wrote the comment underneath, not so pretty or so pure after all, and then suddenly deleted her Twitter a couple hours later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really gross. It was a lot of slut shaming, a lot of gross, gross sexism towards this poor person. And any situation where someone's philandering sure she was dating robert but she was a lot younger and he was fucking married and i think when you're married like that all the blame is on you it is not the person who you are cheating with which is what people usually think Mm -hmm. we're as a society so much more focused on like the woman who the other woman away. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where i don't think it's really any of her fault even if she knows what she's doing like that's a little which, like eh but which is I, questionable because she's 22 years old but um you are pretty stupid at 22 and he he was not 22 he knew a lot better and he was also married so he should have taken way more heat than her but obviously that is not what mm-hmm. happened And she's done a couple of interviews about this or interviews that have turned towards this topic, Um, but she usually doesn't want to talk about it. She's given a couple of very candid interviews, like on Howard Stern's Sirius XM radio show. She said, I did not fuck him. This is like the most candid interview. No, I didn't fuck him. So then Howard asks why she didn't shout that from the rooftops. um, Yeah, when you told me that this morning, I was like, really? And I was like, is it even really an affair? (laughs) I know. All they did was kiss when Howard Stern asked her why she didn't uh, shout it from the mountaintops back then. She says, well, who was gonna believe me? I mean, it doesn't even matter. We lived in a different time then. You know what I mean? I feel like slut shaming that went down was so absurd. And then she addressed it one more time with an interview with Mary Claire. And she said that this time in her life was an extremely traumatic period. Um, She says, I lit my universe on fire and then I watched it burn. Speaking very candidly, it was a really traumatic period in my early 20s that kickstarted in me something that was a bit more feral. This is directly from the article I'm going to read you. But falling on her sword did little to placate the masses. And Stuart seemed unlikely to go that route in the future. Women are always saying they're sorry. 
I do it all the time. We have this innate desire to please. But she's not going to do that anymore. Bummer, dude. Runaways comes out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was kind of... Do you remember this was the era of like... A couple years later, Miley Cyrus would be doing her about face. This right, was the, yeah. This was the era of all of us just like slut shaming everyone for moving on to the next phase of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Runaways being really ensconced in that, and it just felt like Kristen Stewart was trying to break out of that image of being Bella. But now, obviously, like, she was never Bella. Who was she? There was never Bella. Um, I think her playing Joan Jett was my favorite of her roles I watched in the last, yeah, like, 48 hours. Yeah, she worked hours. really closely with Joan Jett. I think I watched six movies in 48 hours, and I Damn. think... I wouldn't say that Runaways was my favorite movie, but I think it was my favorite of her roles. It was really good. And it's so weird to think that that was contemporaneous with Twilight. Yeah, that it was going on at the same time as the last Twilight movie. I kept seeing these articles that were like, the queer career of Kristen Stewart. (laughs) That's silly. Not that queer. They kept trying to write these articles about she's like blazing trails and like all her queer, queer roles. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. And her... I don't know. Her career is no more queer than James Franco. Actually, mm-hmm. less queer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. It's very hard to have as queer of a career as James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely like part of the double standard. She was apparently told by Marvel to tone it down so she could be a Marvel superhero. Yeah, um, I actually have the quote. Uh, nice. That, that is it because she... you said it to her? I did. I'm a bad lady. She said, I have fully been told if you just like do yourself a favor and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel movie. I don't want to work with people like that, is what she said. Also, I think she's cooler than Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh oh. That Uh-oh. was. You're hot gonna take. really gonna upset <laughs> some people <laughs> here. <laughs> Could you give me some burn oven your mitts? mouth on that one? Could you give me some oven mitts, please? Yeah, here. Ah. I don't want to burn myself on that hot take. Ooh, uh, burning hot. <laughs> but she is. She's a very good actor. She's like, her personality in real life is very cool. Like, she is a little bit too cool for something like Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> I was going to say the Avengers. I know. Like, people are Marvel people. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars people. I lose my mind anytime anyone says anything like, I like this movie, but not that one. And I'm like, canceled. You have to like <laughs> all of them equally. <laughs> but So you're allowed to have that. I just It's a point of pride for me that I'm not a Marvel person because I am not a nerd. And <laughs> I used to be, and I'm not anymore. And I went to take a like Avengers quiz, and I was getting a lot of it right in the beginning because it was like Iron Man. It was like my my it was years. the early ones, yeah, yeah. Like I still know that stuff pretty well, like Phase One. And then it was asking <laughs> something about like which Infinity Stone was like in the Tesseract, and I was like, there are different Infinity Stones, <laughs> like they have names. <laughs> And then it was like, is it the soul stone or the the brain stone? Or the, the mind stone. The heart stone or the... 
<laughs> radical acceptance stone and i was like Time stone. i was like not only is there more than one stone i thought they were just like colors i thought they were just like a green <laughs> stone no they and have to like, go find all of these stones well yes, thanos I, is trying to find all the stones and- yes i'm aware of that but i didn't know that like they all had like names yeah they did <laughs> i thought they were just like the green infinity stone and the blue infinity stone <laughs> i thought it was an infinity stone but there are so what Different is the names infinity for infinity stone then if not if that are... is the magical it's a magical stone i'm just thinking like if there are a finite number of them why are they called infinity stones oh heck blew that case wide open <laughs> well i guess okay so there's a little bit of like alternate timeline shit that goes on so okay, maybe uh, it's that it I've exists in every time officially lost interest let's get back to Kristen's <laughs> i like i wanted to interrupt you so much faster but i was like drinking from my cup and had to like very slowly put it down because i well, to, like, here's slam the thing. it matt's made me watch the no no no, um, no 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 you you are so confused we're not talking about it anymore <laughs> So, and what I mean to say, because I love blockbusters and all that, but she's just so much better in indie movies. She's so good. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really fun. It was a fun little movie festival I had last night of the kind of roles she picks. They're all over the place. She's very versatile actress. She's really, really good. And I forget that she's Kristen Stewart in everything except like Twilight. <laughs> and, that is the sign of a really good actor. Yeah, she's very good. Even though it was probably my least favorite of the whole group, uh, like in Lizzie, I thought it was one of her best performances because you just you completely forget is Kristen Stewart. It's so against type. But anyways, so her career, is it queer? Her queer. <laughs> I we haven't done an episode like this where it's about a person yet, so maybe this is a check we'll do. Is oh we'll start yeah. Comparing how queer people's careers are, I only watched like half of her filmography she was just in a movie called jt Leroy, where i think she dresses like a man for a lot of mm-hmm. it so that's pretty queer but um the runaways starts getting into some would say it's a queer baby uh territory i didn't feel that way i felt like okay. it was just kind of it was just a fun rocking movie the musical biopic part of it wasn't the strongest but the visuals were really fun and uh dakota fanning was great but Kristen Stewart is was Joan Jett and she's a good Mm. singer and she's just stellar she kisses Dakota Fanning which I remember thinking was a publicity stunt but now it's like of course if you're gonna make a movie about the runaways Sherry Curry and Joan Jett would kiss in it at some point and it would be really cool and there'd be red smoke and everything and it would be a groovy righteous time I enjoyed it a plus (laughs) is it a queer movie what you're saying is like talented actor but are these queer roles yeah Queer movie? I say not. Yeah. Queer-ish. Queer-adjacent movie. Uh, the Runaways. As queer as you could be in 2010. But she does have these, like, movies that lean that way. Like, uh, Clouds of Maria Sills. There isn't actually any female romance in it, but the whole movie revolves around a play about lesbian lovers. And it's highly insinuated that the main actress is falling in love with Kristen Stewart who's playing her assistant but there's never really anything tangible in that way but yeah queer adjacent it's just it's Mm -hmm. not really about the queerness of it all it's more about aging that's the one she won the caesar award for cesar award i don't know the french oscar then like uh certain women she has a very small role in but it's Kristen stewart is playing opposite 
a very obviously queer woman in a tiny town in Montana when we talk about what a butch person looks like this is actually a butch woman um, <laughs> where people would say that like Kristen Stewart in Charlie's Angels is butch and she is not this is an actually butch woman ends up is bored one night driving around and ends up driving into this tiny class for um, school law. It's like a bunch of teachers from this tiny town taking a night class about laws having to do with school. And this recent law grad who didn't think she was going to get another job took this job, but she lives four hours away. So she has to commute four hours in and out in the winter. And she actually did get an, a real law job. And so she has to do that and then wake up in the morning to go to work. And the queer woman Jean I think her name is like totally falls for Kristen Stewart's character but um it's very obvious that Kristen Stewart's character is doesn't even see this girl (laughs) as a real person like they Uh. go uh so that was another like queer-ish sort of thing did these strike you as like queer Cody or no like no okay just adjacent um but Lizzie is a, a, a lesbian movie finally that is a queer movie um finally yeah but she's definitely leans that way in all her her movies that i think it's a bit of a stretch like all these people are like her amazing queer career and i don't think it's her fault Mm -mm. i think these are the roles that she's offered and she's allowed to do because i think straight women it's a lot safer for them to play a lesbian than it is for a lesbian to play a lesbian yeah, one of these true. one of these articles had pointed out that Jodie Foster, at least at the time they'd written this article, I don't know if anything recent has happened, but Jodie Foster, the most famous movie lesbian of them all, has never played a lesbian. And oh, I guess I'd never thought of that before, yeah. but that is probably true. But she did play Kristen Stewart's mom in one of Kristen Stewart's very first roles, so there's some symbolism there. Passing on the lesbian torch, as yeah, it were. as it were. Well, obviously, she didn't know that Kristen Stewart was, like, 12. Also, Kristen Stewart doesn't identify as lesbian. No. In fact, she's hesitant to use any labels at all. So she said on that same interview with Howard Stern XM, she said, I used to have conversations where people would be like, if you don't want to talk about it and you don't want to define yourself, then you need to stop setting yourself up for that by going out or whatever. She says there's no reason why anyone needs to provide an easy narrative for other people to digest. Why would I simplify something that's so very complex in order to make someone else feel comfy? Because, you know, sexuality and gender, those things can be extremely fluid and kind of the way that Kristen Stewart operates is in a very fluid way. What I really like about her expression is exactly how undefined it is we're even saying Mm -hmm. something that even bothers me about like pointing out to people like oh well gender is fluid and sexuality is fluid is saying something's fluid is giving it another label (laughs) and we're just so obsessed Mm. with labels and with her she doesn't even have to do that of the label of like more definitions more boxes and stuff like that which we love to do in the LGBTQIA community, given mm-hmm. the fucking acronyms that we cling on to. Where LGBTQIA is now one of the shorter acronyms. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very cool that she doesn't say anything ever. Like, at one point she said something about, like, I think she says something about being bisexual, but she still, like, doesn't say pansexuality, none of it. No. So, no. like, even though we kind of like to say, you know, like, oh, it doesn't need to label these things or this and this and this and are just assigning more labels. You know, that's a position I can definitely respect. You know, kind of being somewhere on that fluidity spectrum of things. 
like not giving it a name like Lily in sex education. Like we've been seeing this happen again and again. And I think normalizing it is a good thing. And Kristen Stewart is making it more normal for people who look up to her and people who she knows to just be who they are and not have to put a name to it. I mean, as much as I love all of the, I want queer theory to be more established and have more schools of thought and methodologies and things, but no matter what, queerness exists outside of that. And I think we often get lost in the reads of like, well, you need to know this, you need to know this, you need to use these proper terms, you need to use these proper terms. Uh, This means you're on this spectrum, this spectrum, this spectrum, where do you fit on here? You know, and it's like, it doesn't not exist if you don't specify which spectrum, which spectrum, Mm -hmm. if you don't even know which spectrum is still there. I think she leans more to the other side of that of quit it, (laughs) quit overanalyzing (laughs) all of it. I remember like how uh, excited I was to pick my, you know, label and shit. And now I don't care. I had a conversation on Zoom last week where one of my friends was like, can you please explain your Instagram handle to me? And I was like, what? Because like I haven't been asked about my Instagram handle in years Mm -hmm. because I've had it for years and it's a queer boat glitter boot. (laughs) And she was like, what does that mean? I was like, what do you, what do you mean? What does it mean? The word, there's two objects, (laughs) boat and boot, (laughs) and the adjectives describe the nouns. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I am the queer boat. And I had the glitter boot right next to me. And I was like, and here's the glitter boot. She's like, well, that's a queer boat, which was, you know, to a straight person would be like, why'd you say that? And then it, I had to go back and like, remember, okay, why did I do that? And I had to explain to her, like, there's kind of this obsession with labels and stuff. And I was never really into it because I have to be a hipster and I want to be, be different than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like the word lesbian. So for like a month there, I said that my sexuality was queer boat. And that happened to be the month that I got the Instagram and then and you like glitter boots. It's really doesn't mean much of anything. It was just right. a dumb thing. Yeah. Which they think that because it has the word queer, it has to mean something extremely deep for you because you're a I, queer person. I don't even know if that's what they thought. I think they were just kind of like, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but like um, that just reminded me of this, that like yeah, yeah. it all has to mean things. And I um, have during this quarantine seen a lot of people there's been like these trends of posting things about your pronouns and um very long lists of what you can call each other and what certain things mean and uh so i don't know i've just been thinking about it a lot Mm -hmm. and i don't that going around too and i don't think there's anything wrong with any of that i think it's great to be able to define yourself but i but also it's great to not have to put a name to it like yeah um as humans we like to compartmentalize and organize things so that we can conceptualize them and understand them but um one of our challenges is you know not everything is labelable not everything is understandable and sometimes we just have to sit with the you know the uncertainty of where this thing goes in which box and Mm -hmm. Does this square go in the square box? I don't know. This is a shape I've never seen before. It's kind of a circle, but also kind of a triangle. It's just, I think it's just funny that it's like the more we're studying this, the more I'm learning, the more like even you just saying like 
spectrum. I was like, no, not even that. Not Get even away spectrum, from yeah. me. Don't tell me I'm on any more spectrums. I'm tired of being on spectrums. I'm just am. I just, just am. Can I have my year of just am? I'm sure next year I'll be like, no, I'm this again, you know, and be like <laughs> this, 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 and this, and it'll be something new. Right now I'm just like, can't just am. Can't yeah. just am. I mean, this is the perfect time to just am. Um, in the middle of a pandemic where nothing matters and the questions are all made up and the points don't matter. And is that why I am flourishing in this pandemic? Because I've always known that nothing matters? Oh, maybe. The film Charlie's Angels, correct? Really um played into this Femi Butch Kristen Stewart aesthetic that mm-hmm. the girls go gaga for. What do you think of? Did you come across the term Crisbians? Crisbian? No, I actually did not. What is that? Shocked. Uh, would go lesbian for Kristen Stewart. I don't like that concept. Neither do I. <laughs> I am outraged. <laughs> yeah. Um. This like the first time I noticed it, and the first time I was annoyed with it was people who were like, "I'd go lesbian for Ruby Rose," and I'm yeah. like, "Ruby Rose was the big one." Stop. <laughs> I to be fair, I did like read an article last night where it was somebody explaining her like coming how her coming to terms with her bisexuality did mirror Kristen Stewart's, which I totally got because mm-hmm. I have also certainly like come into my own queerness alongside the same timeline as Kristen Stewart, where, you know, yeah. like the day after she did the whole SNL, I'm so gay thing. Like I went and got that haircut the next day. <laughs> and this girl had said that like she was a Crisbian and that helped her realize she was bisexual and that like a lot of former Crisbians found out they were bisexual. But so to them, to Tumblr, I will bestow a blessing. Oh, <laughs> that's and very kind of you. The, and for the rest, should we talk about why it's inappropriate <laughs> yes. for heterosexual girls to say they would go gay for a particular I mean, That's a girl. very packed question. Why um, don't you start why us this off? is annoying? Um, I don't know where to start off. That's why I wanted to volunteer. I know. That's why I'm like, Ugh. When my heterosexual friends say those things, I guess why it bugs me is because to them, it seems kind of trendy and cool. Mm-hmm. And it didn't used to bother me when I was younger. I was like, oh, cool. This thing that I am, people think is cool. It bothers me now. I have much more of a grasp on how little understanding my heterosexual friends have of what I go through. Yeah. Um, and I want to be careful about using this specific word, but it feels appropriative. Oh, there's no one more appropriate of lesbians and heterosexual girls. <laughs> That's for fucking yeah. sure. Yeah. Can I also say, like, I don't think that this woman was a lesbian, but Matt was just telling me about how he got off the bus one day and he saw this beautiful woman who was, like, dressed to the nines for no reason in pandemic with these, like, stiletto heels and shit. And as soon as they stepped off the bus, like, two women catcalled her. I don't think these women were lesbians. He was like, they looked like, you know like straight white blonde women mm-hmm. um but not that you can look at somebody and say and no sexuality yeah. there is but he had to diffuse the situation because she got so uncomfortable that he Aww. was just like i think they were talking to me and she was like thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i know yeah. that's why i wanted to tell that because like i was holding off what i wanted to say because i was like i know a lot of people who would be totally fine with that and I was like oh I don't want to just based on what you've said give my two cents about because it it's like 
I just sh- shrivel under that sort of attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, And some people do, even if they want to, like, dress up and, like, a man doesn't get the right to just scream at you from their car. Like, yeah, neither do women. Yeah. And this happened to be a woman of color. So this actually happens a lot more for women of color from white women. And that was the, this particular situation. And Matt had never heard of that before. But I'm sure she does not want the attention of blonde mm-hmm. white women that she doesn't know. Just driving by and screaming at you. That's an act of violence. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Like, I don't want to be totally awful, but I I don't have any straight friends who get it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of them. All of my straight friends are understanding and are... I don't have any homophobic friends. Right. Some of my male friends get it. I think a lot of my... Interesting. I feel like men get where the line is more than women do. Is that weird? And not always. Like, I've certainly had... Yeah, I've had plenty of male friends who have, like, way crossed that line. But I feel like lately, the ones who cross the line have been my female friends and the ones who, like, Your straight female friends, yeah. Yeah, and the ones who get, like more of where I'm coming from are my male friends. That's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like most of my close friends are queer in some way. I guess Matt, my roommate, would be the exception. Mm-hmm. Like We always make the joke that when we play Dungeons and Dragons, he's the only straight person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has made me lately like militantly queer. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. like I'm being so much ruder to people because I don't care anymore. Are you being ruder when they're being rude or just in general? I mean, like, I make a lot more snide comments and, like, you, you know, heteros. Have a lot less patience for that. Yeah. No, I, I get that because I have a lot less patience for it, too. And I'm a witch now. Yeah, that's my only label. I'm a witch. I'm a witch now, which means I do not have to support a woman just because she's a woman. And I don't want to talk about boys. Amen. <laughs> that's me being a witch. <laughs> oh, can I tell you a very quick story? It's very cute. So... We've mentioned this on the podcast once, twice, I don't know how many times before, but I have a Jehovah's Witness for a grandmother. And when she used to make me say grace over food, um, because I grew up pretty irreligious, I used to just say, gay men. You told me that. (laughs) But I didn't tell the podcast. So I had to share it once again. (laughs) Once again. Do you want an example of heterosexual women appropriating lesbian Extremely, yes, I do. There's a term called flagging. What does that mean, Catherine? It's uh, like a visual clue to those in the know to uh, represent your sexuality. Like there's things that mean like top or bottom or verse or like, you know, lesbian, what what have you. One mm-hmm. of these used to be painting your index fingernail. What is it? Ring fingernail. Oh, and like really? everyone probably remembers this from about 10 years ago, right? Yep. Of when everyone was doing that. Before that, that was something that meant you were a lesbian. And it was a way that other lesbians flagged each other down. And oh. then the heteros took it. <laughs> and it became a huge fashion. It became mainstream. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. So uh, that is just an example, one example of how fucking obnoxious heteros are. <laughs> When they think I mean, that is like textbook appropriation, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like, this is why I am sensitive about them thinking that this stuff is cool. But being a Mm -hmm. Crisbian, it's like, stay in your lane. Say that you admire her. Say you think she's talented and pretty. But just why? Why do you have to take that extra step and be like, I could be a lesbian too? Yeah. And it's even one thing to say, like, if I were 
gay this is right that's a thing that's a thing because i say that all the time on the other side of it but like but to just be like oh i would totally go gay for her is obnoxious and it makes all of us roll our eyes at you (laughs) so do it all you want but just know if you're doing it in front of a queer person we've lost a lot of respect for you also it's not original we've heard it before don't we do it and it's really, and that's the thing is they don't get that. It's, yeah, that was what I was thinking on primarily is it's really fucking hard. It's really hard to be this. So don't pretend it's trendy. Yeah. is <laughs> more of the thing. It feels like they're like slapping it in your face that like there's so many of us straight women and like you have to actually go out and hunt down your other lesbians. And sometimes you fall in love with us straight women. Yeah. And it's just Ugh. fucking rude. It's just rude. <laughs> it's just rude. There is possibly a world someday where it's okay for straight women to say stuff like that, but um, not right now. There's just not enough support amongst the straight community and enough mm-hmm. understanding to be allowed <laughs> to do that. Kristen Stewart's super hot is uh, <laughs> the is point true. of the podcast. She's really hot. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> the podcast. I did like send you a picture last night of like her current girlfriend and was like, am I prettier than her? <laughs> you did. That was very cute. And it's so funny because like I had done a bunch of research, but the picture you sent me, I was like, I feel like I've seen that somewhere. And then you sent me the second one and I was like, oh, I know who that is. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, am I prettier than her? And I was like, who is? The- oh, second photo. Got it. This is Kristen Stewart's current girlfriend. <laughs> it's time for chris wow i almost called you Kristen. whoa Catherine's treasure chest of nice things whoa there she's singing christmas music because last christmas i gave Catherine a treasure chest full of nice things uh sentiments you know, inside jokes, things that she would hate. And at the end of every episode, as a practice of self-love, we ask her to read one to our audience. Ugh, I don't want to read this one. one? I don't want to Uh-oh. Read you can I, read a different one if you want. I am so incredibly lucky to have you in my life. Thank you for always standing by my side. You are correct. You are very lucky to have me. <laughs> don't know why I was so afraid to read that. It's just the truth. It's just a fact. That's true. I don't know. Was it the sentiment? Was it? There wasn't any sentiment there. You were just naming a... It was just a fact. You're all very lucky to have me. Good self-love, Catherine. Good work. Uh, 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 No. Oh, no. You've been listening to Queer Pressure Podcast and our critical explorations of queer media as a continued practice of self-love with me, Catherine Johnson. And me, Maddie Gray. Hey, you, please like subscribe and leave us a review on itunes or apple podcasts or google podcasts or anywhere you can you have no idea how much it helps small podcasts like us to just get the word out that we're here we're queer we like dark beer you can also like comment shares and subscribe all of our social media content we are queer pressure pc on twitter instagram facebook and now we have a website queerpressurepc.com Once again, that is Queer Pressure PC for podcast. Not for personal canopy. Yes, not for that. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.